1: Great to be back with you, folks. We sure do love you. We appreciate the opportunity to have this broadcast and to come across your airways and to make a difference. And we just wound up. You know, Kevin's still looking out at mountains and stuff. And, Kevin, what's the weather like out there this week?
2: Um, the weather right now is it's the, uh, it's 72 degrees at, uh, at the moment. So it, it was 18 degrees about four or five days ago, just before I came. And I looked at the weather when I was in Vegas and I said, oh no, I don't want to go up into these mountains, but it, God warmed it up. They had eight, they had no 13 inches of snow before I came and it's, uh, it's melted.
1: Wow. Oh, that's great, man. And I was looking at the um, Bemidji. I'm heading out to Bemidji tomorrow. So this is the Monday after Easter, after Resurrection Sunday. And uh, I'm flying out tomorrow for Minneapolis and then driving a few hours to Bemidji. I'm actually stopping in St. Cloud tomorrow night, but. I've been watching those eighteen degree days and seven inches of snow and all those things. And they've been scaring the devil out of me. But the good news is it's warming up every day to over thirty-five. So I think I'm going out at a good time to Bemidji. But folks, we've been excuse me, we've been moving along. We've covered a lot of ground. We we said we'd climb the mountain telling you all about narcissism and how people have hurt us and hurt other people and things that were going on. Then we got to the top of the mountain and of narcissism and don't get me wrong we're still climbing the mountain close to god but we started going down the other side on things we need to do in our lives those things to uh make a difference and we talked about you know trusting god for healing on monday and you know, getting better healing trusting god for the kids getting rid of the generational sin and on tuesday and then on wednesday getting better for the spouse for a future spouse for our families for people around us and yesterday we talked about how there's no darkness in christ You know, he's light, so we need to be a light. We're given an order, be a light, shine. You can't shine at home. You can't shine laying on your couch. You you can't shine giving up. You can't shine uh, only doing what you want to do. You got to shine God's light all the time. You got to turn that flashlight on. Uh, you got to do it when you roll up to the window at your favorite drive-thru. You got to do it when you're at Walmart picking up some groceries. You, you got to do it when you're in church. You got to do it when you're on an airplane. You got to do it when you're sitting in times. Just be a light. And then if we do that, if we become a light, if we realize there's no darkness in God and we're crucified with him, uh, then we need to make a difference. We talked about Galatians being crucified with Christ. You know, God says, yeah, you know what? You got to be crucified for these sins you got in your life. You got to be crucified with me and then you'll be different. And We're not talking about dying. We're just talking about trusting Christ, giving it to him, trusting him, stepping away from those things. And if we do that, Then we can change the nations. Remember that very familiar, very famous verse. I preach on this from time to time out of 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And, uh, you know, that verse means so much to me. It's telling us that God's willing to heal and transform entire nations. God's willing to listen.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh,
1: if we just have repentance and prayer of his people, he'll listen to us. He's willing. And we've seen that. Uh, We've seen that we're talking about God heal our land in these different things that, you know, we've seen it in the Bible. We've seen it there in Second Chronicles over and over again. God saying, I'll tell you what you need to do. I'll tell you, folks, you you can make a difference. And I know when it's talking about nations here, it's talking about people groups and stuff. Well, the United States, I think, is a big people group. All kinds of different little ones, but we're definitely a people group. He's saying, folks, folks, if you're called, if you're saved, be humble, pray, seek my face every day, be crucified with Christ is what it's saying there. Turn from your wicked ways. Kevin, we've got a responsibility here. And uh, I'll tell you, it's, you know, being a light, it, it can have national implications.
2: Mm. Yeah. boy, you know, responsibility and trauma go together and you don't normally think about them because you're thinking I went out of it, which is, which we all want. But um, with, with trauma comes responsibility, not only to respond to it, you know, better than we would if we were just you know, kind of brute beasts, like just respond by instinct, but also to respond in a a way that, that will change others around me. Again, God does not waste a trial. God does not waste trauma. So when when the bigger trials come, there is a God, there's a bigger light, there's a bigger fire. You know, I think about William Tyndall. So William Tyndall, literally, he was—he became a fire. He was burned um, at the stake, but he was strangled first. But, you know, he was hounded by narcissistic inquisitors of the Catholic Church there in, in, in history back, oh, 1500s, mid-1500s, early 1500s. He was hounded. Because he had translated the Bible and uh, and he wanted the people to get God's Word, and the inquisitors represented those that did not want the common man to to have their eye, you know, to. Did not want the common people to interpret the Bible for themselves. And anyway, he was hounded by the, you know, I think there was a guy named Cochleus or Cochleus or something. He was the chief inquisitor. And uh, they would, they captured him and put him in the holy house. And that was the, you know, the holy house was anything but holy. They stretched you and yanked you and ripped you apart. But um, that that, uh, terrible experience in his life, you know, there's books written about it. Uh, I recommend a great book for children called Thrilling Escapes by Night. It is riveting. It's a great read aloud for families. Thrilling Escapes by Night, Rod and Staff Publishers. It's, it's exciting, exciting reading. Because there's a, it describes the trauma of a man being hounded and running for his life every night, it seemed like, for a decade or so. But the, 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 it was with unspeakable trauma came an unspeakable responsibility that was carried out when he was dying. He said, Lord, open the King of England's eyes. That was his prayer. And guess what? The King of England's eyes were open and uh, he trusted Christ as savior. And from that eventually uh, came out our, our King James Bible there and not too many years, less than a century later, and uh, different king, obviously, and 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 I'm not saying these are godly kings, but the idea is God opens the eyes of people around us in in um uh, in in ratio to our to our pain, and so I just want to say when I'm going through something tough, I need to keep in mind this means there's going to be a farther-reaching impact with the, the potential for changing lives is going to be increased exponentially with the degree of my suffering and uh, and scripture talks about that it says for our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a, a more exceeding weight of glory and, and you know and it's that's all about you know ultimately glory on the other side but that glory comes according to the book of Daniel because of the people that we turn to righteousness so you know we that when we're turning people to righteousness is it not because they it says they shall shine as the stars of heaven so they are looking at the light of our lives as we suffer and I can think of, brother, I went through some pretty deep waters, some pretty dark times. And if I didn't sometimes remember that this may be some of my family members only pop at getting in, at getting Jesus, getting, at seeing, having their eyes open uh, is for me to have to go through some junk then uh i don't know how i would have done it but yeah god trusts us with it and uh lord let me remember that
1: yeah just to know the victory uh that god can do with one life that he can achieve and you know this last holy week as we went up to things and i i remember for years i'd questioned different things you know i'm uh, you know, we would start on Palm Sunday and, and we'd remember that the palms are a sign of victory and the, they laid those palms as the Lord came into Jerusalem and uh, with this great victory and we remembered that, the, you know, we would take purple and we'd lay it over the cross in our churches and it would represent royalness, the king. And then, you know, as Wednesday came and the crucifixion, we would, we would lay black over our cross, you know, as many churches do for those few day period and, and representing the death. And, uh, and, and then when Sunday came, the purity of God, the resurrection and, and the white on the cross and the victory and those things that went on. You see, our world is disturbed. We don't understand what God can do through a single human being now that Christ has been crucified now that he went through all the things that we should go through that he died a death for us. You know, we, we got to understand there's another side to this and that other side we were talking about it a minute ago that, you know, as we were going through that, just be, we're called, you know, if you're a born again, Christian, you're called, you're called humility comes in. If, if anyone's ever been humble, it's our lord jesus christ coming into jerusalem yeah. with palms being laid at his feet all with palms being laid at his feet folks think about that the greatest symbol of victory at the time hang with us for a second we'll be right back
0: doug will return shortly Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
1: And, and, and then, folks, so we, we go through this thing where we, God has taught us to humble ourselves. And then, then remember Jesus' prayer. And, and out there seeking God's face and, and then turning, not from his wicked ways, but from ours and, uh, and doing everything so that we would have healing. we've got a chance, just this small, minute, little thing, we've got a chance when the light of God shines through us. Oh, man, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There's a reason Mm. for that light shining through us. And uh, there's a reason for it. It shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge. Kevin just hit on that. And I was making notes. I didn't even know where I was going after that. I was making different notes on what I was going to talk about. And I immediately went back to Easter and those things, how God showed us an example of humility, how God showed us an example of praying, how God showed us an example of seeking faith, how God turned away for our wicked ways and not his, there was no darkness in him at all, but we've got a responsibility to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, folks, when we're the light, we don't know what it's gonna do, but I know this, if one person, if one person accepts the Lord Jesus Christ because of my testimony, because of my countenance, because of what God has done in my life, it's not me, God does the saving. But if in some little way I turn that light on, and someone can see that smile. or some little way, you know, that light is shining bright in some little way, boy, I'm telling you, God can use that in our lives. And, uh, and, and boy, it can change things. And, and, folks, I think that's what this all is about. I think that this responsibility to be a light, it's about bringing glory and honor to God. It's about stepping out for God. It's about leaving our comfort zone for God. And uh, I got to believe it's not a comfort zone for a guy who was a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. He could have just blew away Calvary. Hmm. This is my responsibility. He went up there, was crucified for us, Kevin. And uh, man, I want to be a light for that savior.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to, that's so good. I'm thinking, about trauma here. And I'm, I'm thinking about being a light and, you know, the recipients of the light. What's the reason? What's the purpose of the light? And, you know, um, God uses our trauma to turn on our light. He really does. But what about the people? I, I think that the nation around us and the nations of the earth right now are ripe because they are traumatized they are ripe for a light to be turned on. They, the Antichrist is gonna come in and he's gonna be as some kind of a bright, shining fluorescent light. Who knows? I mean, there's gonna be a glitter about him that is gonna be very uh, deceitful. But, you know, nations become perplexed. Shushan, the the city of Shushan was perplexed over the uh, decree to destroy the Jews. Um, Ezekiel says, I will vex the hearts of many people when I shall bring that destruction among the nations. Luke 21, 25 talks about the last days, into the tribulation, it says there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the earth, and on and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So you know, we look, we see the 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 pre-shocks going on today. You just look at the news; it's vexing. It's traumatizing there. You know, you're going to Australia this year, Doug, and uh, I've maybe going next year. There's some people that really want me to come over. The one guy that wants me to come says, you've got to come to Australia. Our nation is in PTSD. The oppressive lockdowns of COVID have caused you know, you I mean, just want people being almost starved to death in cases, and being put in, you know, airport lockdown concentration camp type of situations, uh, as he described. And this is just a guy over there that loves Australia, but he says we are we are distressed, we are vexed. Uh, there's perplexity going on, and we we want you to tell the nation about uh, the answer to trauma. And we want the biblical approach to PTSD there. So, and I had another pastor uh, write me about it. But, you know, the Bible says, nation was destroyed of nations. This is in Chronicles 15, 6. And city of city, for God to vex them all with adversity. So we, bottom line, we gotta be ready. We have to be available. And uh, I'm thinking about a missionary. I read his prayer letter. This changed my life. This changed my view of missions. He was a missionary in a closed country, and it was a pretty dark country. And things there was just a lot of junk going on. I think it might have been one of those war-torn African countries. And there was just a lot of junk going on. And um, he just wasn't making much headway with people because of all the junk. You know, the AIDS, the trauma, the war, and um, the death, and the and and the low morals. And so the morale was so low. And so what he did, he said, "God, give me the key. Open the eyes of somehow this nation. Give me a key to their hearts." And he ended up becoming acquainted and and friends with the chief of police of his community, of his city, and that in it communicated with the chief of police. He said, "What is your personal need? I can at least pray for you because we're friends." And he said, "I I am very, greatly burdened. I've got teenagers." I'm raising them in a weird world and in a rough community, and my community has young people that are that are not there. It's it's getting worse, and uh, that's my prayer request. So he the missionary began to pray, and then he came up with a plan. And from the prayer and the plan, became a program to get the gospel to the young people. And guess what? It broke out into a tremendous outreach. The light was. on turned on in the community and uh and that was just from one prayer letter so I'm getting the fact that God is traumatizing, allowing trauma. Is Satan's a god of this world? He traumatizes whoever he uh, can, and so he vexes all these communities and nations. And uh, I had a guy from from Zambia, uh, a missionary to Zambia, tell me at, at outside El Paso, Texas, said, "Will you please come to Zambia? AIDS. and This is a different country. AIDS has." Uh, ravaged uh, a generation of our, of our people. And uh, we've got so many orphans and so forth. And he said, he said, I believe that dealing with it on a biblical approach to PTSD, our nation is ripe. And I just thought, wow, man. So here's a God that let his son go through the worst trauma in our place so that he could save us. And then he lets us as the father has sent me so send I you. He said, he lets us go out and get, get through some junk here and there. And then he lets the nation, which like we talked about Monday, suffers and goes through his junk itself, watch us and learn about our Savior and ripen for the message. And folks, it can turn out that God is using your worst, your worst days that you're experiencing to turn into a society's best days, because the Bible says the wicked don't have a good day. But after uh, Esther was the um, brought to the kingdom for such time as this, it says the Jews had a good day, Amen. and uh, that's what God wants to use us for.
1: You know, God reminds the church at Ephesus there in chapter 5, verse 8, ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord? Walk as children of light. So God's saying, you know, you're unsaved, you know, and he's not saying I get it, but he's just saying you're not there anymore. You know, you're different. And, and, and folks, you know, this is an order. This is a direct order from the God of all heaven. Uh, walk as children of light. And so we, we started this broadcast off. We said, listen, be a light. And, and folks, we're not just making up these things. These aren't a, I'm sorry, that was yesterday and be a light and then change the nations. And, and, and Kevin was saying how a whole country in Zambia and how all these different people, well, we can change the nations if we let God do it for us. So walk as children of light. Folks, I know this is pretty heady. We've covered a lot of stuff this week. Trust in the Lord for the kids, generational sin, for the spouse, for our families, for our loved ones. Be a light. And then one person. Boy, one person can change. God can use one person. He did it with Job. He did it throughout the Bible. Folks, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about that. Make sure you come back Monday. We're going to dive right back in and keep on moving along at what God can do with us. We sure do love you. Thank you
0: more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at woundedspirits.com. May God bless you.